The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Oh God! Hey, we're doing it. We're already here. It's well, a rough house. Well, we Chris are, is, okay. <clears throat> if you're if you listen to our this week's Patreon exclusive podcast, <laughs> and I hope you did, any donation amount gets you the podcast. Yep. Things get real gross. Mm-hmm. They get very intimate, mm-hmm. and Kristoff and I have a big disagreement about stuff that gets dunked and what. And I make some shocking revelations. I find out. I found out who ran over. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I found out who was in the car when it comes to Chris's coffee and mm-hmm. pierogi habits and everything. His and everything. everything, his dunk, everything in this stuff habits. Not everything, oh. but a, a lot of things. It's a, it's a delicious oh. condiment. Oh, You're really missing out. We didn't even get into mayonnaise. Oh, And I love me fan. some mayonnaise. I, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. <laughs> this is not oh news God. to okay. you. You've known this. What I better? think I probably blocked it out, much in the same way like a mother or a father would if their child murdered someone in a violent manner, and they're just like, there are little boys still. Everything will be fine. Oh. I just need to talk to the sheriff for a few moments. Oh. Chris doesn't put mayonnaise on everything. I mean, few better things are better to dunk your fries in the mayonnaise. I tell you what, it would have been a much easier episode of Impact Wrestling this week had it been slathered in mayonnaise to eat. Even Holy for you. shit. Okay, let's start with this. Um, Two episodes ago, we talked about, at length, the relaunch for the umpteenth fucking time. Right. Of... Impact. Impact. TNA. Now it's Impact. Now it's Impact. Fuck that owl. Who knows who's there? Whatever. But there's this trifecta at the top of Jeff Jarrett, Bruce Prichard, and um, Dutch Mantel. Right. This whole thing. And for weeks leading up, there's this big, big thing. She, she, she right. is coming She's back. coming. She, Who is she? She is, if you guessed, as every other motherfucker did out there, that it would be Karen Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett's wife, a character no one gave a shit about outside right. of the weird, slightly real-life Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett, Carrot Angle, now Karen Jarrett, love triangle bullshit, Utter worthlessness. That was... Yes, that was a real thing. It used to be Karen Angle, then it's now Jeff Jarrett's wife. Jeff IRL? Jarrett's wife is... It, IRL. Jeff Jarrett's wife is Did Kurt Angle's ex. Did and not know that. Impact turned it into a 
a version of a Edge Matt Hardy Lita mm. type of thing for a little bit. Well, better than a version of a Macho Man Elizabeth Lex Luger sort of thing. <laughs> it's just, it's, it sucks. It always sucked. It still sucks. And if you're any kind of concerned or worried about Jeff Jarrett and the Jarretts and whatever with their newfound, rediscovered place in the Impact Universe, well, those concerns were founded because they ended, a, they main evented, as you were, the last episode three of the relaunch of Impact mm-hmm. with the Karen Jarrett reveal that it was her and she is back and no one gave a shit. And Ethan Carter the Third came out and they're jaw jacking and made allusions to Dixie. And she slapped EC3, oh, who they're man. trying to make <clears throat> Karen a face, but Air, EC3 is super over with the fans. He's one of the best things they have going on. Yeah. So nothing that they, I feel like they set out to do, which is either turn Ethan or establish Karen as a face worked. Nothing worked. It was so awkward. It was such a just moment to end impact. Well, my my question is like, who is, is Jeff Jarrett the authority figure? Because now they they have like a four headed beast up top with with Bruce and Dutch and Jeff and now Karen, like Mm -hmm. who's in charge? And Anthem and that fucking owl has a seat at the table. How have they not That's brought the out somebody dressed like an owl yet is my question. Oh, my God. How they haven't had their version of the gobbledygooker dressed right. as a goddamn owl is beyond just put me. a nest with an egg and, and, and hatch it. Yes, they have like it's an anonymous owl GM. Where they, there's a huge egg and they just hold a microphone up to it. And Josh Matthews Ooh. goes, uh-huh, Ooh. uh-huh. Uh huh. And then, all right, we're getting word from the owl that tonight it's Reno Scum taking on DJ Zine, a tag member of his choosing. It just—it's terrible. They somehow got Josh Matthews involved. It just, dude, it just sucked. And it was the second shittiest thing that night. What was worse than that? Oh, dude. Okay, if there was any proof that this impact ain't gonna be a new impact, and the dudes at the top to relaunch this thing are stuck in the past. I look to and ask you to watch the absolute train wreck on every conceivable level. That was the returning ODB taking on rebel with Earl Hebner as the referee. Oh, I saw a gif of that. Oh my God. What? Oh my God. It's, it's 2017. So Okay, where do you even start with this shit stack of uselessness? ODB, she's a fun wrestler in the ring. She's yeah. just a big, fun, goofy, clownish brawler of a chick. She yeah. smacks her butt in her boobs. She drinks whiskey, and, you know, she's she's one dirty bitch. She paired up and great she, with uh, the Briscoes in ROH. Oh, dude, she paired up great with Eric Young. The best work Eric Young, I thought, ever did was with <laughs> ODB when they were married. And the stuff that she did with Cody Deaner. Holy shit, Cody Deaner was fucking amazing. It was so funny. ODB's got value. Mm-hmm. She was worth bringing back. And the I name, yeah. Rebel is worthless. Rebel sucked as part of the menagerie, which was their version of the Wyatt family. Uh-huh. Easy to look at. Can't wrestle a lick. And I'm telling you, like a Jackie Gata looking quality of, I don't know where the fuck I am in the ring. Like right. she just doesn't know where to be. And Earl Hebner is a legendary referee and is a trillion years old. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen this yet, the match itself, the physicalities in the match were terrible. I mean terrible. Imagine taking as long to set up a Lucha 
Bengala spot where hold my hand. No, this hand. Now this. Now hold yeah. on. Let me get the second row. Let me go. And here we go. And then you get some awesome 720 weird corkscrew move, double chest stomp, clothesline combo. Okay, it took you 30 minutes to set it up, but goddamn, that payoff was pretty wild. Right, you juice some the squeeze. setting that up for a Bronco Buster. <laughs> okay, sit here. Now scoot over. Scoot over a little bit more. All right, put your, arm, put your other arm up. Or drape your arms. Are you, are you in position? You're good? Okay, and now I'm going to run into you and just slowly actually walk up to you. I'm going to put one leg through the ropes, make sure I don't get hung up, and I'm going to just jump through now. I'm going to put my ass on your chest. It's If you want to see the shittiest Bronco Buster in history, this match has the shittiest Bronco Buster I've ever seen. Nice. It is the <clears throat> slowest, most awkward-looking Bronco Buster. Then she does this fall-away slam where Rebel just doesn't know. Like, for example, when you get choke slammed. And here is a testament to the quality of work that a young Braun Strowman is doing. Yeah. When you get choke slammed by the taker who made that famous and Kane and Sid and others. Sure. It's a 50-50 move, meaning the you guy delivering jump. it needs to do as much as the guy taking it. You got to get a nice jump. Strowman tried to jump through the goddamn roof on Raw. <laughs> he jumped so fucking yeah. high. I thought he was going to go over taker. And yeah. I, that was just a sign of respect and reverence and I'm going to make this move look as badass as it can. Right. Rebel doesn't know that, apparently. And mm. when ODB tries to scoop her up for a fallaway slam, she just falls into her arms like my 16-month-old when it's 7.30 at night and it's time for bed and he just fucking turns into a limp bag of beef laundry and just falls onto me. Beef laundry. She just flops into <laughs> ODB's arms. And you see ODB have to, like, muscle her up and she gives this look like, are you fucking shitting me? Right. It's Awful. Now, throughout the mm. match, for no reason whatsoever, Rebel is threatening to hit Earl Hebner. Right. She's like putting her hand up, like, I'm going to strike you. Well, she's the heel, so. She's you a know. heel, but even heels don't threaten to hit the referee mm. just immediately for no reason. Well, yeah. I mean, no, this is like minute one, I'm going to strike you. Like, okay, fuck you, you're disqualified. Like, you have right. to give me some sort of logic here. I could see after nine close pins or. Pulling the weapon out of the heel's hands. Sure. Don't you dare hit them with someone. The heel losing their cool. I mean, in one minute, she's pissed and threatening to beat up the referee. So after three of these instances, for some reason, Earl Hebner goes to catch her hand as she goes to Go slap him. slap, yeah. Misses. Gets their arms all tangled up like two people that thought they had a secret handshake, but one person can't remember the fucking sequence. The whitest thing ever. The shittiest thing, like the handshake meets fist bump, this fucking weird combination there. And he grabs her arm, grabs her cowboy hat, puts it on his head, and then forces a kiss on her. Yeah. Which, if it's 1981 and it's Mid-South Wrestling and people are legitimately hitting women in that yeah. company, and not like in a lucha way, like in a... We're a bunch of hillbilly pieces of shit kind of way. Like the Duchess got taken care of so many times. Oh, my God. When they had... When they had the... What was it? The... the, the, the oh, God. The, the Blade of Palooza, where it was just... She was number one. Mm -hmm. Everyone else comes out with a knife. And 29 <laughs> members of the group stabbed the Duchess. <laughs> And you got one stab. That's what they call it. They call it the stab at it challenge for Blade of Palooza. Take a stab at the title. And she's tied to a chair. And one member after the other takes a stab at her. Now, she's resilient. And whoever got the, the killing blow 
was the one that was okay. That's the person that gets the title shot. Sure, everyone makes it through. No Nobody. one offs yeah, her. She, she She's cannot an be unbelievable killed. pain and pure will of rage and hatred alone kept her alive after twenty nine separate stab wounds. But people were chilling, and she got good color that night. So <laughs> no, yeah, uh, the hard way. She got she got she got opened up the hard way. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like a slice. There were genuine stab wounds. Uh, yeah. EMTs reported 29 puncture wounds. They said they've never seen anything like that. All major organs hit. Not one of those things where they missed them. Literally every major organ was hit. And uh, again, through pure force of will, she uh, continued to to live. And then, God, two months later, desert island, AIDS, whole thing. Coconut fucking fell on her foot day one there. <laughs> if it was the 1980s, people would be into that shit. Right. But Earl Hebner legitimately... Via scripting, sexually assaulted Rebby, yeah. Rebel, Rebel in the ring, and it was awkward and it was weird. And then moments later, ODB repeats the thing. She puts the hat on. He takes a swig of her flask for some reason. He takes her flask away from her, and the ref starts to drink, and she can't believe that he's drinking. So she puts the hat on, and she forces a makeout session on him. So everyone's raping everyone. People are drinking booze in the middle of the fight. The people are threatening to hit the referee. The match itself is total garbage. Total fucking Total nonstop garbage. garbage. Total nonstop ass, okay? The fucking eagle or the owl has got his, his head in his wings. Can't see this shit. And you just look at this and you say, impact will impact. Ain't nothing going to change. Right. I think that they had a shot at creativity with Corgan as much as people couldn't stand him or people in power couldn't stand him. Wrestlers liked him. They couldn't let him fully have the book and let him do his own thing. You've now got a bunch of dudes back there that are from a prior generation of wrestling. Mm -hmm. I don't know who came up with that idea. I'm not sure if that was a dirty Dutch idea. Yeah, I'm leaning towards that. If that was a Jared idea. I feel like Jared might be one of the more current of the three Bruce kind of floats in between those worlds and Dutch just seems old as tits. Mm-hmm. It was, it was horrible, man. And it was, it was embarrassing. It was one of those moments where even though no one else was in the room, I felt like I had to explain my love of pro wrestling to this invisible friend that was on the couch with me going, why do you watch this? <laughs> this is fucking garbage. I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. There's a match coming up with Decay and Reno Scum, and they're good. And you got, you know, LAX, and they're back, and there's some good moments in here. And you know what? If I get five courses of a really good dinner, and one of them is a bowl of puke that they've reheated, mm-hmm. and another are dog turd skewers, I don't give a shit if the other three were filet mignon and some sort of lobster duck confit dish in the greatest creme brulee I've ever had. You still served me dog shit and puke that night. Yeah. The other dishes don't make up for it. Yeah. It's a... It's it masks a, it's a, the flavor of the good stuff. Oh, it, it destroys the flavor. No one's talking about how great the creme brulee was. All they're talking about was they brought out dog shit on a stick. Can you believe that? So no matter how hard they worked... How badass Reno scum tried to get themselves over, and I am enjoying their work. How hard the decay is trying to take the Hardy's place as someone worth paying attention to. How great Eli Drake is. How amazing Ethan Carter is. All I can think of from that night is that piece of shit match and that god-awful ending. Because two anchors like that can pull a whole show down. Oh, yeah. And goddamn did it ever. I told myself I'm going to give them a month worth of new viewership that just to three. see. 
And that's three, and I got one more to go. And man, they got a fucking correct course hard. Like, to the point where they have to acknowledge, like, literally fire both of them. Right. Like, Rebel and ODB get let go, and they fire Hebner, or something like that. Or acknowledge, she, are you shitting me? That's who you brought back? Right. That was the big get? Yeah. You didn't somehow work something out with, like, a Tristratus or something? I'm just throwing the name out there. Like, that would have been, holy shit, look who you got. Sure. Karen fucking Jarrett. So, yeah, if you're not watching Impact and you're wondering if they're getting stuff back on course, stuff has changed, and it's still shit. Yeah. Well, I wasn't watching, and I, I really didn't expect them to really correct course oh. too much. So, it's about what I it expected it to so be. It was just so bad. <clears throat> it was not just a course incorrection. It was a, okay, you have three options. We're going to stay on the course that we've been on this bumpy road. We're going to make a right to destination unknown, or let's make a left and get off this one course, but it definitely says dead end cliff ahead. Right. Let's take that one and Thelma and Louise, this motherfucker, clean into the canyon, <laughs> because that's all they did with this past one. It yeah. was just one of the worst episodes I think they've done in years, and that's based on those something. two segments. Hey, moving on from TNA and people formerly in, uh, Steam, Ganon, Hardee's, Mania, Shop Closed Down. Um, yeah, bookings pulled prior uh, ups, uh, upcoming uh, dates being canceled. What do you think? It's it's pretty it's pretty much a done deal from everything I'm reading and the the what they're doing on social media. Um, do they show up at Mania or do they show up the Raw after? W- what do you think the biggest uh, the biggest nut is for that? I you know what? Okay, here's what I want, and here's what I think. If this is true, uh, for all we know, it might not be anything. They, it may not, not be. It up. may not be. But I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, everybody's about ninety five percent sure it's, it's happening. People are people are leaning towards it. So let's just say the odds are in the favor of it happening. What I would like to see happen is they show up at Takeover, show up at Takeover the night oh. before, bolster that program. They need you, and they're going to the need you more than ever. Doesn't, though. No, but that's one of those things where you don't need them to be a tag team. They can be a tag team. That's Matt true. Can wrestle individually. Jeff could wrestle individually. You get yourself some great uh, veterans in there that they could learn from, that could learn, especially in a territory that's all about inventing your persona or reinventing your persona. Yeah. Going from a Leo Kruger to an Adam Rose, going from a fun Eric Young to this sanity character, turning something into something else to try and find out what you are. The Hardys are one of the best modern day examples of taking what yeah. they formerly were, Team Extreme, and just goddamn flipping it upside down to show that it's never too late to change your character. I would love for them to bolster NXT, being it sounds like Nakamura's coming up sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. There's rumors of Asuka coming up. They're going to do another kind of spring-summer NXT talent purge, right. bring some folks up. They could use some veterans in there to add a little star power and give the shine to some of the other guys in there that they might bring up from developmental into the NXT brand. Your Ty Dillingers of the world, your Sanities, people like that. So you're you're thinking if they go, they're broken. I think they go, and I don't think they say broken. I think they act the Fractured way they Matt do. Fractured Matt Hardy. <laughs> Fractured Matt Hardy. Jesus, they could do something like that. They really could. Because right. it sounds like TNA is digging their goddamn heels Brother in. Brother Jiro. Yes, brother Jiro, the artist formerly known as Matt, because it does sound like there's still going to be litigation for the rest of this year as they try and hold on to that deleted, broken universe. Why? Which side note, they're doing nothing nothing with with on Impact. Yeah, they have nothing to gain from that. It's just just a dick move, and it's not winning them any favor with the fans of the Hardys or just wrestling fans as a whole. It's, it's, It's a dick move. Um, you know, they had their chance. They 
the Hardys wanted to stay there, but they wouldn't um, give them the contract that they that, honestly they earned. They earned their right to to have you know those conditions in their contract. They earned the right to have creative over their characters, um, and they wouldn't they wouldn't let them have it. And now they just want to they just want to spite them. It's all spiteful and it's shitty and it's it's you know it's just turned into this pissing contest and it's it's. I don't want to say he's bringing the whole thing down, but it's just got this aura of stink around it. Um, and what a horrible PR decision on behalf of Impact, which is a new company yeah. that's trying to gain new fans, get back old right. ones, and reinvent their brand. So what are one of the first things you do? You aren't able to secure the only, not only, but one of the best new things, arguably the best thing in your company yeah. you can't secure. Okay, we understand that. We can't come to an agreement. But then people still want Broken Matt, Brother Nero. So all you're doing now, Impact, is taking that away from us. Yeah. We want to see those characters, and all you're doing is saying, nah, can't have it. No one can. Yeah. So no one wins. We don't get the Brothers Hardy in their current deleted Broken Universe form. Impact doesn't have them. No can't one do gets it in them. Ring of Honor, and then if they do it in WWE, they can't do it. They can't do it. So all all the fans are looking at is who's preventing us from getting that thing we want. Yeah. Oh, it's you guys over Fuck on Impact. Guys. Screw you guys right off the bat. Fuck all of you. Yeah. For doing this to us. So I think they'll show up as a version a la Bullet Club and the Club. Yeah. I think you're gonna see allusions to like you say they might start using stuff like fractured. Sure. I think Matt is gonna continue to be the weird self. I think Jeff will continue to be the weird thing. What I think will happen. I think they go main roster. I right. think they end up on a Raw. I think they show up on Raw. I feel like SmackDown needs a more in the tag team division. I think they do, but I feel like a hot ticket item like that, they're going to want to snatch up and pad those three hours out. I think you're going to get them. Mm. I, th- I think you'd get them to Raw. I think I it's one of those. You're I would probably like right. to see it's them on SmackDown, yes. Yeah. It would be disappointing if they ended up on Raw because I think SmackDown needs them. SmackDown seems to be utilizing creative, interesting characters more. Another reason, I think, is they don't want too much weirdness with the Wyatts being over there. I don't think that they want... Or it's, do you want them to mingle? The do you want do you want to see Bray Wyatt as champion versus Matt Hardy? You know? Ooh, I, that would I be do. great. I want to see that. Or do I, I, could... do I want to see the Usos versus, um, you know, another pair of brothers matt and jeff against the usos and the tag division 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 see i'm sorry you talk. said it right the first time division <laughs> the division, the division. Starting to talk like them um and the tag division on smackdown needs them because as much as i love american alpha they they just were not given the opportunity as smackdown tag champs to shine i mean they came out first for their match on Tuesday, and it was fucking quiet in there, and people were cheering for the Usos, who are the shitty heels. So it's just, yeah. it, it's not working out. And I, I love. They American haven't been Alpha. established. They haven't. They, they haven't, haven't given them a chance to, uh, to, to show any character. If, you know what they haven't had. They haven't had a rival. They haven't had rivals the way that they had the uh, uh, the, the revival. Yeah, in, in, in NXT. I mean, you you can't have you know good without evil. You can't have you know light without the dark. You have to have some sort yeah. of good rival. And that's a problem within the tag team division, I think. There's no good one-on-one rivalries. Look to Raw. Even on Raw with the Good Brothers, Seamus Cesaro, Enzo, and Cass, there's no one-on-one. Everyone just hates everyone, and that's the way it is. Like, no, I kind of need you to get back to Right, like a Jericho Owens sort of thing. 
Oh, yeah, see, it's just the hatred behind that. It's not like, well, Jericho's a good guy, so he hates all the bad guys. And Kevin Owens is a bad guy, so he hates all the good guys. There's a story there. That's the best story they they have going right now. It really is. I mean, can you think of another story heading into Mania season? I think top three as far as storyline is concerned, not saying quality of match. I think storyline is concerned. You got Jericho Owens, number one. Number one. Number two, Orton and Bray. Mm -hmm. Orton and Bray, I feel like that. Number three, TBD, Rollins Triple H. Yeah, yeah, in in terms of the longevity of it. And then, you know, right right below that, just in terms of the history there, and again, we're not talking about match quality, is Goldberg and Brock. Because there is a story there that's been told really over a decade, um, Mm -hmm. if if you go back. Uh, Obviously not, you know, as in-depth or whatever, but, you know... But if you're if you're looking at those four, Jericho Owens is 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 the oh, top. it's light years. It's just so wild that the same company that had such a beautiful big build towards Jericho and Owens, and we're gonna get this yeah. big beautiful nut at WrestleMania, and what a great highlight reel where he just showed all this footage of Owens wearing Jericho yeah. stuff and Insane. all he, this. He showed him like DMs on Twitter of like. Owens asking him for advice like 10 years ago or something like that is some that's some good storytelling right there. that's great storytelling it's such beautiful long form storytelling yeah that it's head scratching that when it comes to taker and reigns I'm the big dog no I'm the big dog no I'm the new big dog dog. point at the sign see in a couple weeks that's it that he said that this is my yard I'm yeah. the big dog no you're not we're gonna fight the end that for Wrestlemania yeah you threw that together now I know that they're like okay Rollins getting injured threw stuff off uh Finn not being around threw stuff yeah. off but you couldn't uh you couldn't have got this started I would have much preferred a Strowman because Strowman and Reigns were given all the time in the world in the past few months mm-hmm. and you end that right before Mania yeah you ended right before Mania, and then the the loading bar was ninety nine percent full of and Strowman and Reigns, and that and then it crashed, and then it mm-hmm. rebooted with Undertaker Reigns. Like, wait a minute, yep. you've been doing nothing but Strowman Reigns for a hot sec for for not a hot sack for quite a bit, yeah. And then at the last moment, you're like, and never mind, Strowman. Thanks for all the great work. We're gonna put you in the Ooh. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and now it's gonna be Reigns and Taker. You want to talk and about Taker for a second? It's uh, it sounds like he is he is definitely done. Did you see um, him grimace after uh, that choke slam the brawn? Did you see the look on his face? He's like, in a lot of pain. Shit, man. Yeah. Like, he is he is hurting. This is not going to be a great match. No. Don't expect a great match. Expect an uh, expect an occurrence of some sort. Maybe Strowman does get involved and puts a bow on this thing. Maybe maybe Reigns. Is in a match. Let's okay. How do we figure this out here for for the WWE? Because sometimes it feels like they can't. Um, they want Reigns to be the face. Yeah, they want Undertaker to retire. It sounds like if you read some recent reports too, they genuinely thought he was going to retire after the Brock loss. They didn't think he was going to come back. They um, should have. They should have definitely. Because what so, happened after Brock? You had Bray Wyatt. Bray, and what was last year? I don't even and remember. And then you had um, Shane. Oh God, it was Shane. You had. You had who? Shane. Oh, yeah, yeah. God damn it. Yes. Um, so you have you have this all go down. You have Strowman get involved, and Strowman could be the heater that just mauls Taker. Like, immediately he gets himself involved. Have Strowman win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He's all full of himself. Right. Then he comes down, gets involved, I mean, immediately. Mm-hmm. Because Taker can't go. Taker can't do old school. 
Taker is grimacing on choke slams. He's he's gonna grimace on a on a on a uh, uh, tombstone. Yeah, his hip is his hip is shot. His hip is destroyed. He apparently needs not his hip fixed. He needs a replaced, yeah. like a full hip replacement. You can't be diving around the ring like that. As much of a badass as you are, you're just Father Time is undefeated. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he has given you the John Cena SummerSlam 2014 Brock treatment to that mm-hmm. hip of yours. I think Strowman needs to get involved immediately. Immediately. Well, how, how does it, How does Reigns come out as the face in this? I don't understand. Because even if, if, if Braun beats up Taker... If he's the one trying to fend off... If he's the one trying to fend off Braun from Undertaker, if he's doing everything he can to, even though we were set to fight, you don't do that to Undertaker. Undertaker is a legend. Undertaker is the man. And you do what you can to fend off Strowman. And, but you're still unsuccessful. Strowman yeah. gets the upper hand. He walks out, head held high. Roman beaten, Taker broken and retired. Then you get that I'm the guy that permanently injured Taker, took him on th- the the road, put him on the shelf forever, kind of heat onto Strowman. Reigns looks like the good guy that tried to fight him off and just couldn't. Yeah, and but but Reigns beat Braun clean <laughs> fast lane, which is another reason why that match shouldn't have happened. Well, maybe you have you know they go for a little bit and then all of a sudden you got Reigns in there. He's staring down Strowman. He's already fought Taker some. He's not a hundred percent because he's already been in a match for a little bit. You know he's in there with a phenom and he's in there with a giant, you know, that's that's the story you could tell, is that Braun just got, excuse me, Rain just got overwhelmed. Reigns, uh. now again, yes, you're right, he beat him clean at Fastlane, which undoes some of your, oh man, Strowman invincibility. Monsters, yeah. But I feel like Strowman's got to get involved in this. I feel like he has to, because if it's just <clears throat> Reigns' taker, it's got to be quick, it's going to be rough, and Reigns is going to come out with a big stink of shit on him yeah. because you were the last guy that people already are not terribly into right now Right. that had the final match with one of the most beloved characters of all time. I f- you didn't end on Flair. You didn't end on Triple H. You didn't end right. on Michaels. You ended with or end on Brock. You ended on Roman Reigns. Yeah. Well, and, and you just mentioned the guy's name where the only instant, well, both of the guys, the only way to have Reigns coming out smelling um, not like shit is if they would have done a similar story to the Michaels Flair last match where it ends up, it, it was it was a respectful thing, not a fuck you, you're old, I'm the new guy sort of thing. Not this shitty entitled thing that Reigns is going with, but a show of respect when Shawn Michaels did the I'm sorry, I love you, super kick one, two, three. Shawn wasn't, you know, a heel. He didn't come out, you know, they, they were upset that Flair was retired, but they understood Shawn for doing it. Um, that's that's the only way to make something like that work, and they, that's not the route they've taken with this. Yeah, that you that it's been <coughs> a level of uh, of alpha male ish. Yeah, to where if you do want to have a sense of respect and decency put on reins, you're going to need to sort of recreate with different verbiage and different body language right. the "I love you," "I'm sorry," super kick moment. Right. If there's no Strowman involved. If it's just a one-on-one to the end, sure. there needs to be in this match a level of, I understand what I'm getting right now. What I'm getting is Mark Callis, The Undertaker, Mean Mark. I'm getting his final match ever. I need to know that you know that as a fan. And I'm saying this as a guy that watches deep wrestling. Yeah. People that are casuals might not care. But this is mania. This is history. I need to know that you know what a big deal this is. Yeah. 
Because if I don't, and I don't see this level of respect out of you, and I know that Roman truly does, but in the in the writing, in the 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 agenting of this match, mm-hmm. I'm going to be upset afterwards at this. This is the Seinfeld finale right. of Undertaker's career. Yeah. This is it. This is what she fucking went out on. Except in a prison, he's in a hospital bed because there's no way Vince isn't yelling for an ambulance after Taker gets carted in the back after this match. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Uh, That's one of the more TBD type things. Um, Also, it sounds like Foley done with the WWE. He needs a new hip, too. He needs a new hip, and it sounds like there's really no plans on bringing him back for the foreseeable future after what we saw on Monday Night Raw. That's fine. It'll probably be Angle as the new GM is what... uh, People yeah. are saying, and I'm 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 fine with that. You know, he's a great uh, he's a great talker. You know, he can he can do comedy. He can do serious. Um, he's just a great all around performer. And you know, the Hall of Fame thing boosts that too. Uh, what do you think about um, the the news came out? Shawn Michaels said, I think it was on Sam, Sam Roberts' show that, or something like that. I don't remember what show it was that he turned down. They offered him Styles at WrestleMania. And he turned, really, yeah. This this story came out the other day. He was on uh, some radio show or podcast and said that they offered um, the Styles match at WrestleMania for Shawn Michaels. Because remember, uh, Styles was like campaigning for that match to happen at the Royal Rumble in San Antonio. Yeah, because he wanted to, to wrestle Shawn Michaels and and Shawn and I I believe rightfully so turned it down. And we talked about this a little bit uh, like a month or so ago. And as huge of a Shawn Michaels fan. Um, as I am, and he's he's my favorite of all time. I think he's the greatest of all time. I didn't want to see that match in 2017. I'm happy that Sean turned it down <coughs> because they handled his retirement um, well. You know, the match with the the take that Taker or with Taker at Mania 28 seven. I don't remember. Can't um, recall. But that was handled well, and he has stayed retired from in in ring work, which is. Not something that happens that often, and I think of somebody of his stature and his caliber uh, of work and his history to to turn down an offer like that to perform again in front of seventy thousand people um, at a WrestleMania against who's widely regarded as the greatest wrestler, um, you know, in the business right now. Uh, I got nothing but uh, respect for old Dixie I Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I'm happy that he didn't. I would have loved to have seen it 10 years ago. 2007, AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels, I would have loved it. Or 2017, AJ versus 2007, Shawn. I'd have been all over that. But yes, as much as a dream matchup as that that would be, you know what? What you did with Undertaker, WrestleMania 26, 2010, that was, it was perfect. Yeah. You ended just the way you should. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish they would have learned from WrestleMania 26 for getting back to Undertaker. Yeah. Lose to Brock. Leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Once you're retired, stay retired. Don't pull a goddamn Terry Funk and retire 17 times. Right. Like fucking Kiss or Brett Favre. Yeah. And by the end of it, you don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, am I still uh, kind of wishy-washy about Shane and AJ? Yes. Oh, I'm absolutely watching Mania. And I am tempering my bullshit from years past with the... This card looks like bleh, and I'm not interested in a lot of it. Right. And more often than not, goddamn, six times out of seven, they do deliver a pretty spectacular card that yeah. we're ranting and raving about the next day, even on paper it doesn't look great. But this is a match that I didn't need. No, um, no, we didn't need it, but I, I, I've kind of enjoyed the build a little bit. Um, I, I like Shane beating up. Uh, it got better in the past or, couple um, weeks with AJ the backstage attacks and yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, I, I like the window spot, even though you totally shattered, pun intended, every illusion of that being organic when you had the little GoPro inside the car to get the... the. Did you see that in the recap video? Yeah, I, like, I did on. go and watch it. You brought that up last episode, <coughs> and I went and watched it. And I was like, hey, boy, that's I didn't need to see that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wasn't on the fence as to whether or not his head went through a window. I just saw it. Right. I didn't need to see it from another angle to see if the guy was inbounds right. or out of bounds. From I just saw car. his head go through a goddamn window. Yeah, just let it be, man. So I'm, I'm just open. I'm hoping that this is... God, think about this. Oh, my God, Chris. Can I give you... Oh, boy. Lay it on me, can big I guy. What do you got? a fantasy scenario here? Okay. A fantasy scenario to where we could look back at this as what a brilliant fucking decision this was, mm. what absolute brilliance this was. Okay. We got AJ taking on Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make a ton of sense, but they're trying to make it palatable. AJ, who works alongside Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's contract is up in a little while. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do with him. He's trying to figure out what he's going to do with himself. Right. What if they long form this motherfucker to where... AJ mauls Shane so badly at this because AJ is just leagues above what Shane McMahon can do. Truly murders Shane McMahon to where Daniel Bryan has to run the show all by himself while his boss and Shane McMahon and a guy that has created this blue brand where everybody got a chance. You just took out the guy that was my coworker, was my partner, and the guy that made the blue brand as magnificent as it is. Right. And they somehow lead to an AJ Daniel Bryan thing if they were to ever let him wrestle again. And this is a long form play. Sure. Of the two people at the top, the two people of power, you had to fight the one guy that wasn't a wrestler but was cleared because you couldn't fight the guy that was a wrestler who wasn't at the time. Well, guess what? I am cleared now, I am healthy. And Shane McMahon, I'm going to get your revenge for you for the travesty that you committed at WrestleMania 33 around WrestleMania 34. If you did AJ Daniel Bryan, holy shit. That would be amazing if this was the genesis of it. Now, that was a fully fantasy-booked scenario. Yeah. 99 with three nines after the decimal point percent possibility. That had never happened. Yeah. But we do know that he wants to wrestle again. He'll go wherever he gets to do it unless the WWE lets him. Right. I, I, but, I, does, I mean, how does how does Daniel Bryan not get involved in this? I don't, somehow? I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll clear him to um, make come down and, and make some sort of save where there's not a chance of any impact to his dome um, happening. Just like throw some kicks or something like that. I don't know. Put him in the mm-hmm. uh, put him in the yes lock. For a huge pop, um, maybe I mean, or maybe it's just maybe it's just the mauling. I mean, you know, Shane's going to do something stupid. You know, oh, th- yeah. they're building a really <clears throat> tall set, <laughs> so yes. I'm not sure how high he's going to jump off of whatever the hell he's going to jump off of. But and I like that idea, but I feel like there's already been a longer play happening if Daniel Bryan were to ever come back, and that would be against the Miz. Yes, that is a possibility too. Yes, with all the the the, the talks and talking smack and the uh, you're a WWE guy and you're boring. Well, you're an indie guy and you're injured and right. you suck. Yeah, that's now that that's going to be one of the ones. Holy shit! But I'm trying to think of a way that they long. It wouldn't be as this. good a match as as it would now, be with AJ. But 
You know what I'm thinking here? Well, keep in mind, too, if Daniel Bryan does wrestle again, he stated, uh, not he stated, rumors have had he's it. Got a rumors new style. Innuendo, that he's going to work on a new, safer style. Right. So you might not see that high impact style, sure. but you'll still see a good variation of a Daniel Bryan. What if here, here's a good angle. All right. Yeah, what angle? has Neville done since he's Kurt Angle? What, is, what has Neville done, except for recently, since he's become a bad guy? He stopped using What's the red one? arrow. Perfect. You don't give them what they want. What's going to happen at WrestleMania with Shane? Uh, you're saying Shane's not going to jump off of something crazy? AJ doesn't let him. AJ uh, prevents the spot we all want to see. Right. That they climb, oh my God, I'm going to do this. And AJ's, you want a heel move? You don't give the fans what they want to see. Take away, take that candy out of these babies' mouths. Remove like the treat that we thought we were going to get in there. And you really want to get him over. You really want to piss a bunch of people yeah. off. Shane, who is about to do that senton off that four-story high scaffolding above the stage. Nope. Not going to happen. AJ crawled you back down. He grinded you out on the mat. He just pummeled you like some shitty locker room bully. One, two, three. That's it. You didn't get it. That's and people like are like, oh, that. fuck you, Yeah, man. that's heat, man. That's heat. That's, I'm mad at you now. Yeah. I'm the only, one of the only things I'm looking forward to in this match is to see Shane do something goddamn dumb. You take that away from me, I'm going to be pissed at you. You're going to get some heel heat. I like it. And AJ is a heel. So that would be the thing. Set up, set up a stunt so goddamn ludicrous that you have to say there's no way Shane does this. But if there's anybody to do this, it would be Shane. Right. And then you don't. Yeah. That, that's that's a good it. way to get some heat like right there. And, and again, back to the Daniel Bryan thing real quick. And just what we were talking about with retirements. After watching, and I, I just recently watched it, I mentioned last week that that 24 episode on Daniel Bryan's retirement and, you know, the emotional impact that it had on the fans and, and Bryan himself and Bree and, and and everybody around there to just have to have him come back. It would kind of I, I don't know, it feel like it would suck a little bit of the emotion out of that. Like, I, I'm a fan of if you're retired, just stay retired. Um, and and for safety's sake, too, like I. Even if he has this new style, you know, there's no guarantee um, that him wrestling this way would be safe. And he, there's, you know, there's no, there's not a hundred percent chance he couldn't get injured again. And it yeah, could I mean, be paralyzing getting, or life threatening or something like that. And I don't want that. People to are getting their the necks guy. broken, and they're getting they're getting wrecked on um, uh, power slams, uh, power slams, and arm, or give me lariats. Yeah, and they're getting they're getting wrecked. You want to watch? Holy shit! Here is a flashback moment for you today. You want to watch Vince McMahon almost die. Yeah, he tore his and quad I, just trying to get into a goddamn ring. Oh, this eclipses that. How he wasn't dead, I don't know if you watch it in slow-mo. Go back and search the corporate rumble. They did a Royal Rumble, but a corporate version on Monday Night Raw. Five members of DX, five members of the corporation. The very end of it, it's down to Vince McMahon, who it's it's actually down to Boss Man and Triple H. Boss Man is about to throw Triple H out. Who's the next member out for the corporation? Oh my God, it's Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon runs in. He throws out both Boss Man and Triple H. Ha ha, he wins the end. Wait a minute, why is DX's music playing? China comes out. China goes out. She is running around the ring. The Stooges are chasing her. Uh-huh. Vince McMahon's in the ring, swole as fuck, by the way. Oh, yeah. Vince McMahon looks like a up. god. She gets in the ring. Right as she gets in the ring, 
boom, shattered glass. Here comes Stone Cold. Stone Cold has Vince McMahon turn around. China goes and throws Vince McMahon out of the ring. He falls out of the ring in such a way that he goes head first and then his head goes underneath of the bottom rope while the rest of his body continues to fall off the edge of the canvas, Ooh. off the edge of the, uh, the, uh, the, of the ring uh-huh. and of the apron. And it looks like he snaps his neck. I'm telling you, it's the gnarliest neck snap. You know what it is? It's very akin to what happened to Enzo when he got his when, yeah. he, when he got a massive concussion and got knocked out. But it looks worse. I went and watched Enzo's, and I watched McMahon's, and maybe it's because McMahon has all that musculature around his neck. But That's watch the corporate yeah. rumble finish and look at it and try not to gasp when Vince McMahon almost has his head lopped off. Damn! When he gets thrown out of that thing. Well, those cables. And are, he lays down the, there the for a second. Steel. Like, it's just, oh, the ropes are it's cable. metal cable wrapped with some tape around it. Yeah, with some 3M electrical <laughs> tape. I mean, you and I have ran those goddamn yeah. ropes. They're horrible. Yeah, they sting like a motherfucker. Those things are terrible. I mean, I can only imagine. I would love to touch a wrestler's back. Mm. Just to really touch his back. Just to see what that area feels like. Just yeah, to, and then rub it just down. Just feel them up real quick. Really, just to soothe them. Just to... Put a little coconut oil on there. Let that body soak that coconut oil up. Literally let it plump up real nice. Yeah, listen to the Patreon episode to get all that. I rub coconut oil on my dick. Don't no, don't give it away. You make them pay. Or did I? <laughs> Please, Justin, they know you. They know you did. <laughs> I definitely rubbed it on my dick. Uh, Maybe. So, yeah, listen to the Patreon episode for that. And while you're there, sign up for the uh, $10 monthly um, pledge, and then you will get daily SGW updates starting next Saturday, April 1st. This day in SGW history, a daily update in the history of the Southern Gentleman Wrestling, the original uh, mockery of, um, of, of, of Southern Wrestling. Sign up, patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast. Go over there and uh, and become a patron. You'll get all the episodes and you'll also get those daily updates. I wanted to talk to you, Justin. Um, moving on now. There was news that broke on Wednesday of this past week of a possible buyout of uh, WWE in talks with Sinclair Broadcasting about buying Ring of Honor. Yeah, I saw that. <clears throat> now it, it's been, um, you know, Joe Call from from Ring, uh, from Sinclair and Ring of Honor has has said that that's not happened, but that could just be him covering asses. I wanted to talk to you about the implications and the possibilities, um, implications, good and bad, of WWE buying out wholesale Ring of Honor from Sinclair Broadcasting. I think it's a good thing. I love it. I love the idea. And here's one of the reasons I love the idea. If they can do... You have Netflix. Yeah, of course. Netflix is putting out some of the best content of any movie studio, television production house. Because one of the things, they're not constrained by standard television cable standards and practices, even on premium networks like an HBO or Cinemax. They give somebody a bucket of fucking money, say, well, check back in nine months. Let us know how it turns out. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, you get great shit. One time out of ten, you get Iron Fist. I knew, Fuck you, were, that terrible I knew show. you were going with an Iron Fist joke. Sure, the show is a fucking zero. I'm, if I'm, anybody I'm, likes Iron Fist, show is terrible. I'm four episodes in. It's it's not great. It gets shittier. That's what There's I heard. There's one good episode. That's I watch all of them. They're horrible. Horrible. Okay, yeah. the one episode where he has to fight off all the fucking members of the hand and the underground thing, that's cool because there's fighting on Iron Fist with that weird 
fucking ramen noodle headed dick wagon. That show is a goddamn two. It's terrible. So more often than not, though, you're getting Daredevils. You're getting yeah. Jessica Joneses. You're getting House of Cards. Luke Cage was fucking You're getting Black terrible. Mirror. I loved Luke you're Cage. getting Luke Cage. You're getting great shit. With the network, you've got a chance to let themselves yes. explore a little bit, have a little bit of fun, have a little bit of eyes on you. Because right now, Ring of Honor barely moves the needle outside of the hardcores yes. or the people where Sinclair is the primary media partner in the market. It's a very Here's what I would like. very vocal but tiny fan base. Tiny but very minority. vocal. Very loud, all right? And it's and don't be that fucking dude that doesn't want your favorite band to get big and start taking care of themselves because then everybody else is going to know about it. Yeah. Which is like, oh, it sucks. They're feeding their family and owning homes now. Well, yeah, they sold they out. Sold you're out. the worst person in the world. You're garbage. And you're, that band that you love so much hates you in return. Right. And so, you would do it in a heartbeat, too. So shut the fuck up. Oh, you drop to your knees and suckle a dime out of those dollar balls in a heartbeat <laughs> if anybody backed the Brink trucks up to you. So fucking <laughs> dial it back, Black Sweatshirt. Right. Okay. Let their fucking people get their money. So if they were to buy up, sorry, Chris is wearing a black sweatshirt. They <laughs> it's buy a fleece, Ring of Honor. Take it. They buy Evolve, which would be fucking cool. Let them okay. buy up. Let them buy a few smaller organizations, but then you just budget them and let them go. Yes, that's it. And you put them all on the network. Right. Put them all on the network. And you know what? If your product is as fucking great as all of your IWC mouth breathers, swear to God it is, you're going to last for seasons. If it ain't, it ain't. And we'll sell you off and you can continue where you're at. Right. But it's a chance to put some budget behind them. Remember, everybody, it, it, all you hardcores back in the day that seem to forget that the only reason ECW drew breath was because of McMahon. Mm-hmm. McMahon funded that whole operation like fucking Oz behind the curtain for a long time, keeping these sweetheart indie darling extreme badasses who weren't doing what the big guys are doing except the big guys were paying for it right. above water. Let them do that again with these. Buy Ring of Honor, put them on the network, and step back. Yeah. And let them go. But that's the thing. Everybody is going to counter your argument with, well, do you remember WWE CW? That was garbage. Yeah, because it wasn't the same thing. It wasn't uh-huh. that. And th- that happened, so they know not to do it again. They occasionally learn from their mistakes. You know, the, the mistakes happen not as often as, as we would like them to admit, but they do. So them buying Ring of Honor... Having them under the umbrella, putting it on the network, it gives them the increase in production value, which they've they've come a little bit. They've gotten a little bit better, Ring of Honor has, but they're still not even close to a level as like an NXT, you know, which is the next step down. They're not even close to Impact. I mean, Impact's production value is better than Ring of Honor because there's, yes, there's more money behind it and more... Um, more interest, you know, and and that's another thing that's come up is that, you know, Sinclair Broadcasting hasn't really f- given Ring of Honor what it deserves attention, promotion, and financial-wise. Um, but having somebody with the last name McMahon backing it, you know, you get the production value, which is huge. You get the performers under the WWE umbrella, and you get the opportunity to have some cross-pollination. You build up to a big ROH versus NXT special event once a year. Oh, that'd be amazing. And you get, you know, you get <clears throat> Jay Lethal versus Shinsuke Nakamura or, or you know, whoever the fuck the hot hot person is in, in R- or NXT at the time. You know, the, the possibilities are there, you know, for a draft. Now, you can pull people up from ROH as well because they're under the umbrella. Now... 
the the flip side of that coin is a lot of the ROH um, talent still work indies, and I, I would imagine that would go away if ROH would were uh, put under the WWE umbrella, which may hurt them financially, depending on what <clears throat> WWE is offering to pay. But um, you know, I'm sure. I don't know. They have, they have so many people under contract right now between both brands and NXT and the UK stuff. Like, where does it end? Will it end? If I'm if I'm WWE, I take this as a chance to experiment a little bit. Yeah, you're not going to anybody on NXT or on SmackDown or on Raw <clears throat> or on uh, 205 Live work any indies. Go ahead and let the ROH guys do it for a little bit. See what happens. Yeah. Give them a year. Let them honor all their agreements. If everything works out and they're fine, go ahead. Who gives a shit? Let them make their money elsewhere and you're not spending the money on them and let them go. Right. And if for whatever reason it doesn't, maybe try and work out a deal where you can supplement their income to make up for that or the promises of making a maybe like you said, like being a part of a draft or a main roster push. I think an ROH purchase would allow them to make up for mistakes of the past. Like you said, WWECW. Or WCW Give them a chance to have a... Have a WCW also have the give them a chance to have a secondary way hands off developmental system, which Ring of Honor I- I- indirectly, indirectly has been is, for a very yeah. long time. I mean, there's there's been articles on WWE.com, yeah, ten top ten stars of the WWE that came from Ring of Honor. Who can forget CM Punk's big uh, pipe yeah. bomb mention of them? I mean, Ring of Honor has always had a very uh, like kind of a wink agreement. They've worked uh, together in the past. They provided tape for their home videos and stuff like that. I mean, you've got Punk, you've got Brian, you've got Seth Rollins, you've got um, Cesaro, you've got Samoa Joe, you've got a, a lot of their damn roster. AJ Styles come think came about through. that too. So the current guys going back to ROH for a special one Kevin night. Owens. If they were to do, yeah, if the Kevin Owens, all those guys to do like just to get a little those talents too who love Ring of Honor and their time there. You could have like a special ROH show yeah. or uh. X ROH alumni shows up, but just take one, sure. just a Zane or a Joe or a Styles for one night. Yeah, that would be it. Now, what this would probably do is end their New Japan agreement, right? More than the which Indies, is a bummer. It would end the New Japan crossover stuff if they were to buy them, right? Well, unless they grandfather in that agreement, and all of a sudden, because of the purchase of ROH, man. WWE, and New Japan are working together. I don't think that would be the case, no, though. I, I think our, I think they would have to look elsewhere. Yeah, I think New Japan's probably still a little uh, upset about WWE buying out their top American stars last year. <laughs> yeah, AJ basically Styles and the club and the, uh, Finn Balor, too. Um, yeah. So they're probably not the too happy about that. And the rumors that had everybody that. scared about uh, Omega, which, right. let's not forget, SummerSlam's coming up right around the corner. It is. Chris is getting his rent paid. Months away. Should Pay he not rent. show up? Come on, Omega. Make your way over here, buddy. All right. Hurry up. So I uh, I think it would be I think it would be a good thing. There are, now there's definitely the possibility of the WWE mucking this motherfucker up. Oh, of course up, there right? is. But I would hope cooler heads would prevail, and I hope younger executives and your triple H's of the world would oversee this transition, maybe some Shane McMahon's, yeah. and just let it be. I think it could be a good thing. I, I think there's a lot. Of, I think the upside's a little more than the downside at this point. And, you know, sure, there's the possibility of them just buying it and then shutting it down, and then there's no more Ring of Honor, which would which would be uh, disappointing uh, for sure. And um, But I think that they have 
the sense at this point, again, from, from learning from the past and, and seeing what kind of following that Ring of Honor has and the product it has, it, it fits in perfectly on the network because sometimes... It's a valuable property. It is. And it's it's a little more of a mature product sometimes. And, you know, so you don't have to worry about selling advertising on USA Network for it. Then you can have the Briscoes do their craziness or, or whatever the the risque thing is. Um, I, I'm, I'm just thinking about the possibilities of the matchups between Ring of Honor talent and the talent under WWE contract. Like, could you imagine Dalton Castle versus, like, Adolph Ziggler or something like that? Like, Dalton Castle against anybody because I fucking love that guy. Dude, Dalton Castle, Fandango. Oh, Tyler Breeze. Oh. You put those guys together? Holy shit. Oh, my God. I've got the name for their stable. Okay. Gay. Bye. Furious. <laughs> By the way, Tyler Breeze, he did a pretty good Nikki Bella impression the other day. He looked, yeah, he, looked, he, did, he, he did a great Nikki Bella A little better impression. than I expected. I was like, oh, wait, I got a little confused for a second there. Dude, what do you think of those, those uh, um, uh, total bullshit? Like Miz has got to be running that stuff by Cena because a lot of that stuff is really biting. I'm falling in love with Maurice and those things too. She yeah, she's she's pretty great. Her her tragically French Canadian um, accent trying to sound like the Bellas is hilarious, and the Miz does a pretty solid John Cena too. He does. I mean, but some of that shit's like, man, that stuff's biting. I mean, that stuff's really really biting. I think Cena has enough of a self aware. Um, ness to him to be like okay, and his he he cut a promo on Talking Smack that was really good against the Miz too. So I'm I'm actually really enjoying that build. I'm actually looking forward to the match. I think it's going to be a good mm-hmm. match. What about the power bomb bottoms? <laughs> power bum bottoms. Power bum bottoms. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about the gape collies? Oh. Yeah, that's not going to fly. That was not going to happen. What? Okay. Um, what about, um, oh, man. I mean, Dalton Castle is the peacock. You can't come up with anything with that? <laughs> come on. Ooh, boy. Like you got the peacock and sock connection. Okay. And they all just wear socks over their hogs. Chili pepper style? Oh, yeah. They all do. They They, they do a triple... Frog splash onto the opponent called the Bukaki. <laughs> There's dude everywhere. Oh my god. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at RoughhouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to The Roughhouse at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase L capital D N seven lowercase C three lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay.
Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.